0: Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and explore the mystery that is the Remnants of Ur.
1: Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood.
0: And my name is Buddy Wood.
1: Last episode, we covered the highlights of the book Revelation, which details the final battle between the Spirit of God and the Spirit of religion that murdered His beloved Son. This is our last episode in the Remnants of Ur series. Most of the episodes we have recorded are meant to be used along with our book, Remnants of Ur, as a source of study. Our hope is that you only follow the teachings of Christ, truly find God, our Father, and walk in obedience to His voice. Everything we have taught in this podcast series, we truly believe that God has shown us and has put it on our hearts to share. This is episode 29, entitled, Come Let Us Reason, and it coincides with chapter 17 of the book, Remnants of Ur. So during this series, it has been our forum to shout, from the rooftop, that God has clearly shown us that Jesus was not a blood sacrifice for the sins of humanity, and God absolutely did not orchestrate the murder of his son for you or anyone else. This is the biggest lie ever told. Jesus taught us the pathway to connect with God the Father, and instead of being listened to and his teachings being followed, Jesus was turned into a human sacrifice and an object of worship just like an idol. Christianity has created a religion out of the remnants of the ancient religion of Ur. Jesus was murdered by the men who loved religion more than the Spirit of God in Christ. The only good that can be gleaned out of his heinous demise, is that we can see who the enemy is. It is the spirit of religion. I am here to tell you that your gospel is wrong. The gospel message has been changed from what Christ taught. It is still good news. The kingdom of God is at hand, and he demonstrated the kingdom of God by healing and delivering the suffering humans all around him. Why do you think the Lord has delayed his return? Because his gospel has not been spread throughout the entire earth as he said it would be before his return. This final chapter in the book is a plea to Christians to come and reason with God about the things that he has sent us to reveal to the church. The very same things that the prophet Isaiah spoke about in the first chapter of his book. God does not want blood sacrifice, and he did not sacrifice his son. This last part that we're going to talk about is not in the book Remnants of Ur. But he came across this amazing passage a couple of days ago, and it is the perfect place to wrap up this series. The 42nd chapter of Isaiah, taken directly from the Hebrew Bible.
0: So... The other day spent two or three days ago, now I was reading in Matthew chapter twelve, and I come down to uh you know the Pharisees they didn't care much for Christ, and any time he said anything to them, they decided they want to kill him and I don't know how many times throughout the Bible they they started thinking, "How well, how can we kill this man and Jesus would proceed the oh they're, they're fixing to take me and he he'd scoot on out of there. And so we get to uh, Matthew 12, chapter 12, verse 14. Well, let's start at 13. Well, here's what happened. Let me just tell this story. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Christ is uh, healing people on the Sabbath. And so anyways, the Pharisees are challenging him on this thing. And Christ tells them, it says... You know, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Basically, I can do what I want to do. And he told the man with the withered hand to stretch out his hand. And when he did, Christ healed it. And that hand became made whole. And so the Pharisees went out and held counsel against him about how they might destroy him. But Jesus knew it. And he withdrew himself from thence, and a great multitude followed him, and he healed them all, and charged them they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, and whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. And so when I read that, He will show judgment to the Gentiles. I threw on the brakes and said, wait a minute, judgment on the Gentiles. Now that could be word as a justice for the Gentiles, perhaps, but judgment to the Gentiles. I'm thinking, no, that's not the God we know because we know God loves the Gentiles. We know the Gentiles are the roast and we're not going to throw the roast out. So I wanted to do a little searching, and so I dug out my Hebrew Bible, and uh, this is what it said. So the Hebrew Bible said this. It said, This is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom I delight, and I have put my spirit upon him, and he shall teach the true way to the nations. It don't say nothing about any judgment on any Gentiles. Let me read that again. He shall teach the true way to the nations. And so, and I had to look back. I looked up Isaiah. I found that uh, passage. I'm just going to look at it right here, right quick. Isaiah 42 in the Christian Bible reads this It says, Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, to whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him, and he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. But that's not what the Hebrew text says. It doesn't bring anything about any Gentiles or any sort of judgment. It simply says, He shall teach the true way to the nations. And then it goes on, He shall not cry out aloud, He shall not cry or shout aloud, or make His voice heard in the streets. He shall not break even a bruised reed or snuff out a dim wick. He shall bring forth the true way. He shall not grow dim or be bruised. Now notice this. It says he will not be bruised. He was brutally murdered. But that's not what God intended. He said he shall not grow dim or be bruised till he hath established the true way on the earth and the coastlands shall await his teachings. God did not design his death. His intent was for... Christ to teach the true way throughout the nations and around the world. He was not supposed to die a young age. So you keep on reading through chapter 42, and then you're going to come to 42, 13. Now, mind you, God is upset just like the book of Revelation says. I mean, yes, He's our loving Father, and His love is beyond our comprehension. It truly is. But at the same time, he's upset. He's been upset for a long time. Now, mind you, a thousand years, it says one day into the Lord. So it's been two days, and he's pretty hot. Two days into the Lord, or 2,000 years for us. So anyways, I just want to read this. The Lord goes forth like a warrior. Like a fighter, he whips up his rage. He yells, he roars aloud, he charges upon his enemies. I have kept silent far too long, kept still and restrained myself. Now I will scream like a woman in labor. I will pant and I will gasp. Hills and heights I will scorch, cause cause all their green to wither. I will turn rivers into isles and dry the marshes up. I will lead the blind by the road they did not know. And I will make them walk by paths they never knew. I will turn darkness before them to light. Rough places into level ground. These are the promises I will keep without fail. And then he says this. Listen, you who are deaf, you blind ones. Look up and see. Who is so blind as my servant? So deaf is the messenger I send. Who is so blind as the chosen one?" So blind as the servant of the Lord, seeth many things, he gives no heed. With ears open, he hears nothing. He's talking about his son. He's dead. The Lord desires his servant's vindication, that he may magnify and glorify his teaching. Christ's teaching is what we've been trying to convey, that behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. It is here. And God wants to magnify and glorify his teaching. Yet it is a people plundered and despoiled, all of them trapped in holes, imprisoned in dungeon. They are given over to plunder and none to rescue them. Church, that's you. You are held prisoner by the religion who plunders you and despoils you and has keeps you trapped, imprisoned in dungeons, given to plunder with none to rescue you, the despoilment with none to say give back. Religion is robbing you of your money, of your life, of your time. If only you would listen to this, attend and give heed from now on. That's what the Lord's calling you to do, people. And may God's peace be with you. And may you come into his light. And may you walk on with the Most High God.
1: And uh, after seeing the benefit that Buddy has discovered with reading the English text directly from the Hebrew Bible, I would recommend for every person who is seeking God to get a Tanakh.
0: Absolutely. You know, we have discovered as as we do our studies and our searches through the Bible, and as I've said before, the Christian Bible that is called the Holy Bible by the Christians is tainted. It's bent. It's bent towards Christianity and towards the belief that God orchestrated the murder of his own son. And it's not true. that's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book Remnants of Ur is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.com.